Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Show faith, show enough. That's right. Show your faith. Learn how to show faith. Now, I want to clarify something today before I read the text. And the text, it's a little lengthy, but it's great. And it's, it's, a, it's just an exciting text to me because it's so clear. But before I read the text, I want to clarify something. And this came up in Bible study this past week. And it's so true. But I need to clarify. I can't assume that everyone's on the same page. And that is, if you have faith, you're going to show it by your actions, right? We clarified that last week. Faith is as faith does. You show it by actions and deeds and works. But how many of you know that your works don't save you? And it says that in this text. Your faith saves you. Some people say, man, I got to get on the mission field. I got to go to... Well, you may not be called to all of that. The mission field may be your job. But your faith is what saves you. Your faith. Remember, Scripture says, he that, he that calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Not he that does great works. Now, once again, though, when you believe you are saved by faith and God's grace, all right? But when you really believe, then you do something about it. Are you with me? All right? So let's go to James 2.14. James 2.14. And let's get into the word real heavy-like, real quick-like. James 2.14. And I will start reading. As soon as that is up there on the screen, I'm going to get after it. James 2, chapter 2, verse 14. All right? So here's how the verse begins. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Now, Pastor, help me. See, those of you who don't know, that that's Dad. Jen calls him Pastor Dad. He's our pastor, our senior pastor. He's the covering and mantle over both ministries, the founding pastor. Him, him and Mom founded this ministry. Dad, help me out. James was a great apostle, and this James was the brother of... Jesus. So according to my history, what we know is he didn't believe Jesus was the Son of God during Jesus' life. But after Jesus died and rose again, he appeared to James. Can you imagine? Your older brother that you had doubted actually was who he said he, he was. Wow. An a unique situation. His father was actually God in heaven, so I know that was hard to swallow, okay, on James, in James' defense. Okay, can you imagine? Yeah, I know, I know, and I'm always told John and Lane, I told you I was special, you know what I'm saying? But it, this is a little different. It's a little different. They're already shaking their head. No, this is different. This is Jesus. This is God in the flesh. But y'all just remember that when it's birthdays and Christmases and stuff. I told y'all I was different. I was special. No, but this guy had a revelation. He had a big revelation. And then he turned out to be, correct me if I'm wrong, Dad, he turned out to be the pastor of the church in Jerusalem. So this guy was a powerhouse. The pastor of the early, basically, first official church under the New Covenant. And at some point, historians tell us that there were up to, how many saved people in, in Jerusalem? hundred Was it 120,000 believers? 120,000 after Pentecost, after the Holy Spirit fell, people started getting saved like crazy. You guys have read the book of Acts, but it's just... Believers being added to the, the church, the body of Christ, day by day by day. So this guy had a revelation of faith. 
the younger brother of Jesus, who didn't believe until Jesus appeared to him. And I wonder what that conversation was like. You imagine Jesus showed up and talked to his younger brother and said, I told you. You saw me get crucified. Can you do that? I'm back. And here's the scars. I'm back. And I live forevermore. And you're going to do great things now for me. And what an honor. Can you imagine you get to be Jesus' brother in the flesh and in the spirit and one of the children of God? That would just be an amazing, amazing role. So this is James writing here, okay? He says, can that kind of faith save anyone? Your faith saves you, but you got to act out on it, okay? Next verse. Let's go ahead. Verse 15. Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing, and you say, Goodbye and have a good day. Stay warm, eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? Verse 17. So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Somebody say enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. Verse 18. Now someone may argue. Some people have faith. Others have good deeds. All right, come on. But I say, this is a man of God speaking here. Arguably the first pastor in the, under the new covenant. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. Hmm. You say you have faith for you believe that there is one God. I love this translation. I said it last week. Good for you. Even the demons believe this and they tremble in terror. There's people that think they really impress me. They go, I believe in God. I'm like, so does the devil. Let's do something about it now. Verse 20. How foolish. Can't you see that? Says it again. Must be important. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? People say, man, I'm a believer, but I'm just mad and bitter, and I treat people like trash at work. Are you a believer? Are you? If you're a believer, you believe. When you believe, you show your faith. Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham, he's talking about the Jewish people here, the, where our faith originated, our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his what? Actions. Everybody say actions. When he offered his son Isaac on the altar, God tested him, and he took his only son. Remember, we talked about that last week. Took him to the altar, tied him up, and the son said, Dad? Remember? Like Camila, Tata? What are we doing up here? A teenage boy who trusted his dad enough, he ties him up there, and he said, Dad, where is the sacrifice? Oh, my gosh. And what did Abraham say? God will provide himself a lamb. That is faith. I don't know exactly what was going through Abraham's mind, but I know this. He could have been thinking, you know what? God gave me this son, and if I have to sacrifice this son to him, God will raise him from the dead or give me another one. He trusted God. And this guy is, by this point, he's probably 115 years of age. Maybe 117 years of age. He trusted God that much. Many times we look at our situation and it's hard to show faith, isn't it? I was a believer on Sunday. Well, we all believe today, right? We're all up in here together, man. Our faith is united. You are not in a hostile environment. I know you believe. I know you love God or you wouldn't be in here. I know you love God I, or you wouldn't be listening to the live stream. I know you love God, but it's tough to show your faith sometimes. When circumstances get dire, right? You see, his faith, verse 22, his faith and his actions work together. 
His actions, I love this translation, made his faith complete. Somebody say complete. Verse 23, and so it happened just as the scriptures say, Abraham believed God and God counted him as what? Righteous because of his faith. He was even called the friend of God. Did you know I believe that even Islam reveres Abraham? Islam. You, just about every, every denomination in the world, any, any kind of denomination of Christianity, they revere Abraham as something special. You got, you got, I know Islam is not Christianity, but you got Muslims revering him as the friend of God. You got Christians, all types of believers all over the world. They honor him. And Judaism honors him as the father of their faith and the founder of their nation. So he did something right to be called the friend of God in Scripture. Verse 24, so you see, we are shown to be right with God by what? By what we say. Somebody said talk is cheap, right? We're shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. I believe. Praise God. Keep believing. You're, this is great. Look at verse 25 here. Rahab the prostitute. You guys remember this story? Story of Jericho? Rahab the prostitute is another example. She was shown to be right with God by her actions when she hid those messengers and sent them safely away by a different road. Powerful. And Rahab got into the lineage of whom? Does anybody know? She is in the genealogy and the lineage of whom? Your Savior. She was a prostitute. She got right with God by her faith. You know what? I like, I like the stories about her so much. I, I'm, the story about her. Let me, let me just let me go over real quick. Let me go over real quick. Just hang with me. Don't worry about it in the back. Uh, no rush for you. And if it's hard to find, it's fine. I'm just going to read through it real quick. Um, let's see here. Let's see if I can find it. We're in the book of Joshua. Chapter 2, verse 8. Joshua 2, 8. And I'm going to go 8. On down to, I just need to read her story. Somebody needs to hear this today. I didn't know if I was going to do this today, and it's a lot of Bible. You're like, man, this is so much Bible. But you know what? Somebody said years ago that if every believer in the United States opened their Bibles at once, that it would create a dust storm that would engulf us. So make sure that you get filling up on the Word, and I'm making sure. You said, man, I had, a, I had one verse a day. Well, praise God, I'm going to give you all kinds of verses for the rest of the week here. So look at Joshua 2.8. Israel sent spies to check out Jericho. Jericho was a walled city. And look at this. Rahab had hidden them, guards, the police force, basically, of the city were sent to find these spies. They got word that they were there. They got within the city walls. They were looking for the spies. Rahab hid them, and this is where our story begins. Before the spies went to sleep that night, I think I'm going to go to about verse 21. Before the spies went to sleep that night, Rahab went up on the roof to talk with him. She was a what? A prostitute. You say, man, there's no hope for me. Oh, I'm, I tell you what, there's hope for you. There is a prostitute in the lineage, Jesus' earthly lineage. She made a step of faith. She was integrated with Israel, and she became part of the genealogy of Jesus, the one that we call Savior. Isn't that amazing? I know the Lord has given you this land. Look at her faith. I know the Lord has given you this land. Is that faith? She didn't say, I think. She didn't say, I heard. 
She starts her, her discussion with them by saying, I know the Lord has given you this land. We are all afraid of you. Everyone in the land is living in terror. For we have heard how the Lord made a dry path for you through the Red Sea when you left Egypt. And we know what you did to Sihon and Og, the two Amorite kings east of the Jordan River, whose people you completely destroyed. Verse 11, no wonder our hearts have melted in fear. No one has the courage to fight after hearing such things. For I love this statement of faith. Y'all brace yourself. This gives me chills. She says, for the Lord your God is the supreme God of the heavens above and the earth below. She was as pagan as they come, living in a, in a pagan city there that is blocking access to the promised land for God's people. And she's making confessions of faith, one after another. And she's smart, too. She's also a great negotiator. She must have had some Latin blood in her, huh? Great negotiator. I love negotiating. She says, now swear to me by the Lord that you will be kind to me and my family since I have helped you. Give me some guarantee that when Jericho is conquered, you will let me live along with my father and mother, my brothers and sisters, and all their families. She knew how to strike up a deal. I like that. That's faith, too. She said, I've stepped out. In covenants, you know, when you have a faith and you show faith to God in his covenant, there are benefits, aren't there? She said, I've stepped out in faith now. I've gone out on a limb here. So... You know what the spies said? I love the response. We offer our own lives as a guarantee for your safety. This is powerful to me because those spies were making a promise for mine and your future as well. For someone who God knew was going to be in the lineage for himself on earth. We offer our own lives as a guarantee for your safety. Two spies, and they don't have a name. I love that. God, help us to never be famous. I don't need to be famous. I just want to preach the truth. I just want to preach the truth and stand for something. I don't even know the name of these spies, and that's another show of faith. We offer our own lives as a guarantee for your safety, the men agreed. If you don't betray us, we will keep our promise and be kind to you when the Lord gives us the land. Then, since Rahab's house was built into the town wall, isn't that interesting? She let them down by a rope through the window. So if her house was... Attached to the wall, she let them out through a rope, and they were out on the other side of the wall. Escape to the hill country, she told them. She wasn't, she wasn't done. She's making sure they're safe. Hide there for three days from the men searching for you. Then, when they have returned, you can go on your way. So before they left, the men told her, hmm, this is powerful right here. This is powerful. We will be bound by the oath we have taken only if you follow these instructions. When we come into the land, you must leave the scarlet rope hanging from the window through which you let us down. And all your family members, your mother, father, brothers, and all your relatives must be here inside the house. Boy, that'll preach, won't it? Get everybody you can to believe and trust God like you have. Get them in there. The time is coming. That'll preach for this year and next year. I promise you, next year is probably going to be way weirder, weirder than this year. There was an earthquake in North Carolina. Did y'all hear about that? We've had earthquakes, what, we're in Idaho, Oklahoma, North Carolina now? A 5.1. Jen has friends in North Carolina who felt it. One, one man of God said it felt like his house was doing this. It's interesting. He said, man, I'm scared. Don't be. You've, you've professed your faith in Jesus. If God saved Rahab the prostitute, he can save you, can he? Say, man, my soul is saved, I know, but he can rescue you through tough times too. Look at what they said, though. 
If your family goes out in the street and are killed, it will not be our fault. I love how they strike a deal. <laughs> but if anyone lays a hand on people inside this house, we will accept the responsibility for their death. They made an oath of blood and honor. Verse 21. She didn't even know she was already becoming a woman of God. She said, I accept your terms. And she sent them on their way, leaving the scarlet rope hanging from the window. Let's go back to the book of James. I may not refer to any verses yet, but just so you know, those that have a hard copy of their Bible. Once again, faith pleases God. Scripture says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. When you believe, you do the right thing. Somebody say that. When I believe, I'll do the right thing. Somebody say, when I believe, I will show it by my actions. So you believe and you show it by your actions, but your actions are not what saved you. Your actions are the fruit of you believing. That's powerful. Because, you know, some folks go, oh, y'all are a works church. I've had people tell me that before. Oh, y'all are a works-based church. I'm like, no, we're, we're, we're faith-based. But when you believe, you do something about it. You ever met somebody? We got into some of this last week. You ever met somebody and they just believe? Well, good deal. That's great. I've had folks say, I believe, and then you're hanging around them and they're cussing. I'm like, wait, I thought you said, you, I believe, and you, they're just always in the wrong place at the wrong time. and They're not living like a believer. Well, you believe, now it's time to show it. Somehow the enemy got this lie into the church, and people have misread their Bibles or not read them at all, and they said, grace is my free pass to accept Jesus and live however I want. How does that make sense? Let's, let's liken it to a marriage. I'm going to tell you right now, I got married, I got one woman. Una. Are you all with me? In Spanish, it's una mujer. <laughs> one woman. And we go, and my wife got married and she has un hombre. One hombre. Are you with me? One. Th oh, thank you. Gracias. Gracias por, por ayudarme. So, one hombre. You may have to help me again in a minute. One. Scripture says you were, you were married to Christ. You say, well, what does that mean? Oh, it's, some of it's a mystery, but I know this, that when you're married, you stay faithful. I don't have to be brilliant to tell you that right now. I don't have to be deep to say, when I got into a relationship with the Lord, he said, his whole thing was always come to me and stay close. The whole entirety of the Old Testament was God calling his people back to him. And Christians, believers, modern believers, we give them a bad rap sometimes, huh? We look at them and go, man, the Jewish people, they were stiff-necked people, man. They bowed down to idols, man. They were, and then, and then a Christian Americans today, they set their smartphone right here and they bowed down too. And they set, they set sports here, and they bow down too. If anything is getting in the way of your relationship with God, then it's an idol. Now, I know Israel went wild. They were sacrificing their children to idols. Scripture calls it, they, were, they made them to pass through the fire. It got bad. There were things they did that the Lord told them, you're worse than the people that were in the land before you, and I kicked them out of the land. So, it got to a place, I know it was bad, but we as believers, we've got to humble ourselves and remember, Scripture talks about this too, that 
if God grafted us in, He made us part of the original vine, you cannot forget about the original members of the vine, right? Because one day they will be saved. Christianity, it began as a very Jewish, Jewish profession of faith. But the enemy, he's clever, huh? The enemy had people kill Jews, and they called themselves Christians. See, the Crusaders came to, they came to Jerusalem, and they killed Muslims and believers and Jews and everybody else, and they called themselves Christians. That's not, that's not very Christian, is it? You say, oh, man, that... No. Does that mean they were real Christians? No, I don't think so. Christian is as Christian does. If you believe, you show your faith. All right? You show your faith. And true faith, this was my first point last week, true faith produces good works. Let's put that up there. True faith produces good works. The basics right there. True faith produces good works. Somebody say that. True faith produces good works. Let's try that again on the count of three. One, two, three. True faith produces good work. Thank you. you. You felt me, huh? Some of y'all were like, I know that was weak, but I just, I didn't feel like it. That's okay. You're, you're going to be okay. I don't ever go very long. I respect your time, okay? True faith produces good works. Faith gives us the desire to obey God, the will to do what he says, okay? True faith produces good works. That's just review. Let's go to point two now. I got into point one and point two last week. Words without faith actions are just words. Man, I believe, I believe, I believe. You know how many times people contact me and say, man, I'm there, I'm there, I believe, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And what, where are they? But here you are today, showing your faith. All right? Checking out the live stream, showing your faith. Showing your faith. There's different ways of showing your faith, and we're going to get into more of that this month. But words without faith actions are just words. Some folks just talk. Man, it, I'm a talker. Do we have any talkers in here? Raise your hand. And we got some introverts in here. How many of you are like, I'd rather just listen to y'all talkers. Go ahead and raise your hand. Some of you are like, it's just too much. And then how many of you are like, get ready, put your hands down. How many of you are like, I just wish y'all would hush for a minute. Let's be real. Wait, didn't you raise your hand and say you were a talker and that you want us to hush? That ain't right. I saw you, Micah. I saw you. There's not enough people in here for you to hide that one. That was, that was clever. That was clever, but I caught it. Yeah, and some are like, everybody just shut up, you know. Everybody be quiet. There's too much talking. But you ever met someone and, and it's, it's all this? And your family knows when it's just this over all the years. They're, they're watching your life, right? And if it's just this... Remember that movie in, in the early 2000s? I, I, I don't know what that, that was a stupid movie. He said, you're doing this, but this is what I want you to be doing, right? <laughs> the Master of Disguise or some stupid thing. I didn't even see the movie, but the preview is just funny. There's a lot of this. People talk, oh man, yeah man, and God, and, and they're sharing their faith. And praise God, they're well-intentioned, but they're never living their faith. I don't blame some people for not wanting to be connected. Say, hey man, you, you got to get right with God and do this and do that. And they're going, man. And that's great, man. Facebook, it should be a place of, of you, you can make it a place of faith, just like work. But live it, man. I mean, all the time. Live it. Let's go to verses 14 through 16 real quick in our text. James 2, 14. Let's read through that real quick. 
Words without faith actions are just words. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? You know what? I'm going to just stay with that verse. You ain't even got to go to the other ones. Can that kind of faith save anyone? All right. Enough said. Let's go to point three. Faith, so faith without good works or good deeds or good actions is what? Dead and useless. Got to put it to work. Got to put it to work. Faith is a muscle. It's interesting how people think, too. Say, oh, man, you got faith. You don't have to go to church. What? I've, seen, I've been in the car with vehicle, in a vehicle driving past someone over the years, and there's a guy or a girl running, and they're all cut and fit, and they're jogging. You know what people say in their ignorance? Man, why are they running? They don't have to run. What? How do you think they got to look that way? That's like telling me I'm bald, I don't need to cut my hair anymore. Yeah, I'm going to use this word. That sounds stupid to me. I'm just letting that soak in. No, people do that. They do that with a word. Say, I've read it before. Really? What's Proverbs 11.3? What's Genesis 1.8? I don't even know right now. And I read the word every day, man, but my goal is to soak it up, absorb it, and God put this in a format that we can understand. It's been translated. God saw fit to allow it to be translated in all these languages all over the world in easy-to-understand English even for us. And you know what? People don't read it. They take it for granted. Folks in China, they tear pages out of the Bible and they memorize them and they pass them around because they can't get a full copy of the Bible. They hide out and meet illegally. (laughs) Man, I don't know what's going on in New Mexico. We need to pray for this state. Who ever heard of, of, of authority in the United States of America being a terror to people who are doing good? Mm. No, we need to pray. We need to pray and speak up, speak out. Live right, walk in love, but be strong, man. Because faith without good actions is dead and useless. My question is, is it really even faith if you don't act it out? A lot of folks believe in God. Well, then what? Now what, right? Let's move on to the next thing. Look at verse 17, super quick. Verse 17. What does this say? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. Hmm. Point four today. Good works prove we're true believers. Good works prove, or, you know, you speak a little slang, you can say good works proves we are true believers. So that's just so you understand. All right, we're talking about easy translations here. Let's go to verse 25 and verse 26. Verse 25 and verse 20. They corrected that quick. (laughs) Verse 25 and verse 26. Rahab the prostitute. Remember that example? She was shown to be right with God by her actions when she hid those messengers and sent them safely away by a different road. Just as the body is dead without breath, so also faith is dead without good works. If you believe, you do. If you love, you show it. 
If you believe, you act on it. If you believe, you're motivated to help and bless others. You know, podcasts and sermons and, and Facebook posts, they're not going to mean much to you in the long run, whether you're doing them or whether you're engaging in someone else who's done them. They're not going to mean much to you in the long run if you're not living your faith. And the world's watching you. And you say, no, they're, just, they're, they're very judgmental with us or they're just trying to condemn. No, actually the world, there's a lot of people in the world, I would, I would, I would go out on a limb to say there is a huge percentage in the world, I would say the majority of the world is waiting to see someone who, actually, who has a real standard and who walks out their faith. They're waiting for it. They prove it all the time when they make fun of you and then they go through a hard time and they go, man, would you pray for me? Happens all the time. And you know, you know, they don't know what else to say. They'll tell you some crazy stuff like, you go to church, right? Man, you go to church. So, or, or they'll go, they'll go, man, you're religious. Then in the New Testament to us, we're like, oh, that's not a great word, but I know what you mean. I'm a person of faith. I believe. That, yeah, man, would you pray? Or, man, I got a question. <coughs> Excuse me. Someone said, in response to the earthquake in North Carolina, said, man, I woke up today thinking, which chapter of Revelation will it be today? <laughs> Things are getting interesting. Your faith is more important than ever. More important than ever. Don't neglect your faith. I know, I know you love God. I'm not, I'm, I ain't even going to touch that. I know you love God. But show you love God by your faith. Say, man, I believe, then show, you belie show that you believe by walking it out. you got to keep walking it out. Good, good works, good deeds, good actions. Man, did you know kindness shows that you believe? Kindness. We, my wife and I, we, we live in Hobbs, right? We hang out in Hobbs. We went one day to Starbucks. And there was an issue. I don't know what happened in the drive-thru, but it was crazy. The thing was backward. They charged us double. We bought a bag of coffee. They charged us 40 bucks. It was supposed to be 20. It was a big old thing. They brought the manager, and we were just there, hanging out in the drive-thru, talking to them. And I, I didn't have anywhere else to be, neither did Jen, so we just kind of laughed it up. We are talking to them, and they were like, and man, I heard them say they walked back they walked back in. They were figuring it out. And it was 15 minutes. I kid you not. It was taking a long time. Which, you know, pray for Starbucks anyway. <laughs> I love those people. I love Starbucks. I just love it. But, man, sometimes our Starbucks, I'm like this. Sometimes I'm just like this. No. 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 You know. But anyway, we're just out there. It was a while, and then I heard somebody in there say, because it had been a while, and we were patient. We were handing them the, you know, there's a, there's a little thing they can scan on the phone. you got a Starbucks rewards program. We're passing the phone back and forth. They don't know. We don't know. I'm just, it was great. But at some point, I heard somebody in there go, man, they are so nice. I hear this all the time. I kid you not. I hear this all the time. People go, oh, man, you know, thank you. I'm all for what? They're like, I don't know, just being nice, man. People are so rude. Really? Give me a 25% discount. In Jesus' name. I'm just kidding. 
I'm messing with y'all. I'm just making sure you're still awake. We're about to wrap this up. Man, I'm showing my faith. Why don't you show your faith? Put a down payment on this. If you like it, put a discount on it. Right? I'm messing with y'all, man. I'm messing with you, man. I'm kidding. Y'all going to make me sweat. I'm messing with y'all. No, but really, and they did something special that day and blessed us. I don't remember exactly what they did. They gave us another $20 credit or something. The bag of coffee ended up being free. I don't know what happened. I left, and I was like, baby, do you know what happened? No, do you know what happened? Do you know what happened? No, I don't know what happened. We didn't know. But I know this. Every interaction in life with God and with others is a chance to show your faith. How you respond to stuff. Are you going to pass every test? Oh, heavens no. Me neither. Sometimes we're just going to be funky. It's just going to be like, oh, man, I could do. And then we apologize. I'm telling you, a genuine apology is showing your faith, too. Telling God, I'm sorry. Telling others, man, I'm sorry. I could have done better with that. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes today. We're going to pray. And then we're going to bring in the school kids, and we're going to pray over them today. But we're going to pray is there anybody in this house at the sound of my voice who would say, Pastor Matt, I just want to make sure my f- I'm right with God. I know your faith is intact to a point, but I want you to be able to make that confession. If something happened to you today, whether you're in the live stream or in here, and you say, man, I don't, I don't know if I'm at peace with God. I need to just get right with God. If you have never confessed Jesus as your Lord and Savior, let that be at the forefront of your thinking. And also, if you just say, man, I just need to make sure my heart is right with God. Would you raise your hand today? I want to pray with you. I'm going to pray with you just to make sure God bless you. God bless you. God bless you for your courage, folks. Thank you. God bless you. Let's all pray this prayer in faith today. Everybody in the house, repeat this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, cleanse me by the blood of Jesus. I know Jesus is my Savior. He's God in the flesh. I call upon his name. And I believe he died and rose again. Now, Lord, based upon my confession of faith, I'm cleansed from my sin. Please forgive me, Lord. I'm sorry. I'm saved. I'm on my way to heaven. Now give me opportunities to show and live out my faith. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. We got some kiddos want to pray for. They're headed back to school. And I'm going to extend this altar call today, too, after we, we get them kiddos in here. And I'm going to bring other folks on up to the altar as well. Come on up here and just face me. Let's pray for you. If there is anybody else in this house that you are headed back to school, whether it's online or otherwise, would you please come, come up here, please? Are you headed back to school, young man? Come here. We want, he's not. Mom can come with you if you want. This is a brave one right here. Just come on up slowly. There's other people coming. I won't, I won't hurt you, I promise. You got a nice tan. Come here. Come here. Come on up here. Face me. Face me. There you go. Let's crowd up this altar. There you go. There you go. Come on up. You're headed back to school. There, seeing you don't have to be alone. You've gotten so tall, Mika. Hi. What grade are you going to? All right. So talk to me real quick before we pray for everybody. It, what, what is tomorrow? Monday. Thank you. I, that was almost a trick question. 
Just like, Pastor Matt, man, you're tripping. It's Monday. It's the day after Sunday. So it's quarantine? Quarantine school? Um, so is school starting online? Is anybody going back to school in person tomorrow? Nobody. September, only JCA. Bless them, bless the Lord. So headed back to school. This is great. All right. Now, while we have everybody up here, I want to pray for everybody at once. I want to speak the blessing over everybody. So if there's anyone who works for the school system in this house, come and stand behind these students, if you would, please. I want to pray for you as well. I know it has not been an easy year for you. Got folks going back to school. There we go. Come on up. Come on. Even if it's college, high school, whatever. Now, is there anybody in the house, maybe a non-traditional student, you say, I'm headed back to school. You can come up here too. All right? Well, I'm going to pray for everybody. All right. Now, any, okay. I'm extending the altar call. Are there any folks in the crowd who have kids going back to school? Come on up to the altar too. I'm doing my best to get everybody up here. It's not very sneaky. If you heard of somebody who is, I'm just messing with you. If you've heard of someone who may have gone to school or you've heard of college, I mean, you have a favorite university. You got kids going back to school. Come on up here. Come on up here. I almost got, if you're wearing a blue, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I'm just making sure you're with me. Come on up. Come on up. All right. Y'all are amazing. Let's pray together. I'm going to speak a blessing over you today. Heavenly Father, I believe this is an amazing sampling of your people. We've got different walks of life, different neighborhoods, different backgrounds and cultures, God, but it's time for school in the United States of America. And even though it looks different this year, we know that you've called us to be a light. Jesus, you said this in your word. You said it in the red letter edition. You said you are the light of the world. And that's because you live within us by faith, God. Lord, I pray that everyone in this group, everyone in this house, but Lord, those that are at this altar today, that they will be a light at their respective schools, their respective homes. Lord, this is, this is the infrastructure. This is the community. These are folks in school and working in the schools and sending people, kids to school, God. And we just lift you up. We trust you. I break all stress right now. Everybody just take a deep breath. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's all going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And Lord, we thank you because you promised, you promised you would take care of us. Casting our cares on you because you care for us. Jesus, you yourself, once again, you said, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. We'll plan, we'll prepare, but we're not going to worry about it. I thank you for today, for these kids and students and parents and educators. God, I give you glory and I thank you for this year because you're pulling people back to you. Just like you did in the Old Testament, you said, come back. You said, come back. And God, I believe this is the beginning of the great return. That we would follow you and push after you and chase after you with all that is within us, God. I plead the blood of Jesus over everyone at this altar. May the Lord bless and protect you, smile upon you and be gracious to you, give you of his favor and of his perfect peace. We give you praise, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Before you go, sit down. You're going to have an amazing year.
Put God first. Put God first. How do you do that? Real simple. Connect when you can. A church or a small group. Easy. Read your Bible. Pray. That's simple. And let God do the rest. Don't worry about it. It's been a weird year, but God's going to take care. Has he taken care of you so far? Is anybody in here like, man, I haven't eaten in three weeks? No. Y'all look, look like you're taken care of. 